Hey guys, welcome to the One Life Church podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today and we hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Enjoy the message. Hey, um, looking forward to uh, unpacking this message this morning. There's quite a few scripture references to get through, so you're, you're locked in, you're ready? Good, because it's the it's message title is called to be ready. And, um, and I, I just believe that there's some things that we, we do well to revisit and look at in the Word that the Word reminds us about. And, uh, and that is to be ready, um, and that Christ has called us to be ready. Jesus himself actually gave some instruction around about that for our lives. And uh, I, I believe uh, as, uh, for us as believers, we just need to be aware of what Jesus has said and, uh, and to take that on board. Now, um, I, I had a couple, of, a couple of years ago the opportunity to go to ANZ Stadium, and uh, there was the monster truck event that was on there, and it was like an Americanized sort of version of, you know, big trucks coming out, jumping over things, crushing cars, and all sorts of stuff. And one thing that they did at the start of that was they really hyped the crowd up. You know, they really get really good at that. It's like, you know, and are you ready? And there's an MC, and they're out, and everyone's like, come on, mate, would you just get on with the show? Um, you know, and sometimes life can be like that. It's like, come on, just, just get on with the show. And uh, if there's one thing that um, I really, um, you know, I, I guess I take a lot of caution with whenever we go to fly somewhere, we don't, we don't fly often, but whenever we go to fly somewhere is to set a couple of alarms because I want to be really ready. You know, I want to make sure that I'm going to wake up in the morning. So I might set an alarm for 6.30 and I'll set an alarm for 7, just in case the one at 6.30 doesn't happen to go off. And do you know what? I usually don't get any sleep anyway. Because I'm that concerned about whether I'm going to miss the flight and that we've got to be there before time. That Anyway, that's the way it rolls from time to time. But have you, have you ever found yourself being caught short of time? I just had to add that. <laughs> Have you ever found, you might have, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people here today have found themselves being caught short, but we don't need to go there. But have you ever found yourself being caught short of time? You know, you thought you had enough time, but, but for whatever reason, it just seemed to get away on you. You know, has there ever been a moment where you wish that you had prepared just a little bit more? You wish you put a little bit more effort in or you wish, you wish that you, you, know, you could have that time over again and you could just revisit it again. You know, there can be moments in our life where things just to seem to creep up on us and, um, and there could be that bill. You know, you, you knew it was coming. It was the rates notice. It was the power bill or whatever it was. And you knew that you had to attend to it, but you just sort of forgot about it. And, uh, and then the reminder comes through, or I don't think they actually turn the power off these days, do they? I'm not sure. They do turn the power off these days. Well, I never got to that. But you know what it's like when you actually miss a payment or there's something that happens like that, and you're just like, oh, man, I've just, I've just missed it. Perhaps you're a young person here today, and you, you, know, you've, you didn't hand your exam in on time. There's been an issue. Um, I believe that it's getting harder and harder for our young people now to get away with the excuse that the dog, you know, ate the homework or something like that. A lot of it's done electronically these days. But, you know, uh, it could be that you missed someone's birthday. Um, it could be that you missed an anniversary. Now, men, you don't want to miss an anniversary. We just celebrated 25 years this week. And, um, and I made a point that I didn't miss that anniversary. I reckon you might only ever actually miss one anniversary. And I'm sure your other half will make sure you never forget again. Unless there's anyone here this morning that's willing to admit they've forgotten twice. No, no, no. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. No one prepared to go there, maybe. Um, but you know, when we find ourselves in those moments where we just get caught short, 
um, I often find that, that we can either have like a MacGyver moment. I might be showing my age there. You know, there used to be a, a show on television called MacGyver, and MacGyver was always this guy that found himself in a bit of a pickle and, uh, and something needed to happen. He needed to break out of a room or he needed to blow something up. And all of a sudden, you know, the, he was able to put his hands on a bit of duct tape, the old duct tape. Um, you know, there wasn't much MacGyver could make happen without the duct tape. And uh, he'd find something else and maybe a pin and he'd open a lock, he'd do something. And sometimes life can be like that for us. We, we, we leave our run a little bit late with something and, and God's providence and His grace makes up for it. And, and we, we, we have a little MacGyver moment and we make do and, and we come out of it looking like, oh yeah, it was all good. I, I, I was all over it. Really, I was, you know, but we weren't. And, and God actually came through for us. We had, we had wished that we'd done our research a little bit more into something maybe and been a little bit prepared. But there's other, there's other moments where we're like Maxwell Smart, where, where it's, you know, we, we missed it by that much. And there's no coming back from there. It's just you've got to be honest and say, hey, listen, I missed it. I really, I missed it. And, uh, you know, I guess what we want to be um, as believers in Jesus Christ is we want to be people that are ready. We want to be ready for His return. And uh, as I said, whilst most instances, you know, we may be able to redeem ourselves and, and the fact that you're here today and you've probably blown it many times um, with, you know, being short of time or whatever it was, letting someone down or maybe you let yourself down in some way. Uh, the fact that you're here today is, is proof that you, uh, you didn't get taken out, that life goes on and, um, and we learn from our experiences as time goes on. However, when it comes to our souls, when it comes to other people, um, you know, salvation, our own salvation and other people's salvation, there's high stakes. There's really high stakes because the Bible tells us that Jesus is going to come back again someday. And uh, I want us to look at a couple of scriptures this morning um, because we're called to be ready for many things throughout the Bible. But Jesus really wants to underscore and he has underscored to us that we've got to be expectant for his return as well. And sometimes in life we can just get a bit ho-hum about how things are going. Um, but, you know, the scriptures are anything about, but ho-hum when it comes to Jesus and what he said about the last days. And so we're going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 37 to 44. Um, it says this, When the Son of Man returns, it will be like in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. You know, that word in uh, verse 44 in the Greek uh, that talks about being ready uh, is, is a Greek word, hetoimos, uh, which talks about being prepared. And anyone that's had anything to do with the Boy Scouts will know that on your belt buckle, it's got be prepared. And see, Jesus wants us as his children to be people that are prepared. It means that all the necessary preparation has been done. And I don't know about you, but if, if I ever needed to call an ambulance for any reason for my own welfare, 
I would want to be sure that when those guys came, whatever trauma or whatever it was that I was suffering from, that they had all the training and they had all the equipment necessary that when those doors open, those guys were going to be able to help me in some way. You know, we need to be people that are prepared in that way. In 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4 and verse 16 to 18, I haven't got that reference today, but it's where Paul really talks about um, the return of Christ. And, he, and I'll just share this for you. It says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. I, I call me a little bit strange, but whenever... We, we've seen a, a, a cemetery, and I've, and I've said this to Rochelle, and she think, who else, who did I ever marry? Um, I said, can you imagine what this place is going to be like at the resurrection? <laughs> oh, the thousands and thousands of people that are buried, and all of a sudden people are going to start, I don't know how it's going to happen, but people are going to come out of the grave one way or another. Whether the, the ground opens up, whether, I don't know how it's going to happen, but there's going to be an amazing event take place. And see, Jesus wants us to be people that are ready for his return, ready for, for what he, he wants to bring to this earth. And, and I, I just, I don't know about you, but I just believe that God wants us to be people that are, are expectant for that to happen. We're not just sitting back and thinking, oh, well, you know, it's something the Bible talks. I don't know how I feel about that. Jesus himself spoke about it. The, the, the Apostle Paul spoke about it. The, there's so much prophecy in the Bible about it. Uh, we, we do well to believe it and take it seriously that Jesus is going to come back for his church. And praise God, that's you and me, that we'll be the ones that get taken up with him in the clouds. So I just want to share some keys this morning um, to being ready. And uh, the, first, the first key is this. And that is repentance and renewal. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 19 to 20, we read this. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord and he will again send you Jesus your appointed Messiah. So we see here again that he's talking about sending Jesus again, his appointed Messiah. But the first thing that we need to do as, as people that, that want to get serious with our God is we need to repent from our sins. We need to realize that, that when we, we give our heart to Jesus, that a new life has come on the inside of us, that Jesus has not made something out of the old, but he's called something new to, to take place within our lives. And uh, we need to be people that are, are submitted and, and surrendered to that process of renewal. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. And, and I've, got, I've got warts, I've got things in places in my life that, that you know, I, I know the Holy Spirit's working through. And, and our lives are a continual process of sanctification. And God wants us to take that first step. If you're here today or you're listening to this, the first thing that we need to do to come into a right relationship uh, with Jesus is to repent of our former way and say, Jesus, I want to live for you. And that's the first and foremost thing that we do when we come into a relationship with Jesus. And then we surrender to that process of being renewed day by day. The second point is we need to be empowered and encouraged. And uh, one of the amazing things that Jesus said 
when he left this earth, when he was about to leave this earth, he says, I'm going to send my helper, the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. And he's going to teach you and he's going to guide you and he's going to lead you in all truth. And just as Jay was sharing this morning, you know, that, that veil had been broken and, and now we carry the presence of Christ. We carry the Holy Spirit within our lives. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit comes to empower us. He comes to help us. He comes to uh, encourage us to live for Jesus. In fact, in Philippians, Paul said that it's the Holy Spirit that works in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. And so as we live our lives as believers, and as we have this baptism of the Holy Spirit on our lives, the Holy Spirit comes to guide us and empower us to, to live for Him and to make decisions that, that are good for us and, uh, and to live our lives in such a way that Jesus will be glorified and honored in us. In Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews had this to say in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25, says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise anyone here have problems keeping a promise sometimes you know I know I know there's been times in my life when I've promised things and haven't been able to follow through God can be trusted to keep his promise it says let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Those words again, hold tight because God can be trusted. You know, I can guarantee you that during Jesus' earthly ministry, a day would have never passed when he was with his disciples that he didn't encourage them in some way. Um, and, and as believers, I, I'm challenged in my life of, of what, good, what sort of a job am I doing at encouraging those people around about me for righteousness? Am I coming alongside people and, and, you know, maybe someone's having a bit of a low day. Maybe someone has been through, you know, a bit of a rough trot lately. How well am I encouraging and loving the body of Christ? See, that's a challenge for us as believers is to be people that are encouraging one another, motivating one another into acts of that, that are lovely, you know, acts that, that bring about other people's good. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. The next point is that we need to be available and to know that we are approved. There's one thing that um, Isaiah said in the book of Isaiah um, in chapter 6 and verse 8, and uh, the Lord was talking to Isaiah and he said, Whom shall I send? And Isaiah didn't sort of look around and go, well, what about that angel over there? Or, you know, what about, what about, oh, what's that, what's that bloke over in the corner doing? Now he said, here I am, God, send me. And see, there's something about our lives being available to what God wants to do. And uh, I'm finding more and more as I go on in my walk with God, it's a process of allowing more of my life just to be available to him. It's, it's, a, it's a process of us, you know, denying ourselves at times and, and, and allowing God's Spirit to move through our lives and to say, God, I am here. What would you like me to do? Because, God, I want to be used by you. I want to I see people come into a relationship with you. I want to be available. And we need to know, church, that, that we've already been approved and uh, that we can work on that in our lives too. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 in the Amplified, it said, Study and do your best to present yourselves to God approved. A workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling 
and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Next, we look at being disciplined and devoted. And, um, you know, we're, we're told all throughout the word to, to be disciples of Jesus and to make disciples. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, it says, So run to win. This is the Apostle Paul was talking about running the race to win. He said, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. You know, we, we know Paul to be, you know, often uh, referred to as a super apostle. Um, and he spoke of his great need to remain disciplined. And um, I, I, I'm a person that sometimes finds it hard to stick to a routine. Sometimes I might decide that I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to start a routine and, and that lasts great for maybe two to three days and then it just seems to fall over. But you know, we need to forever be disciplining ourselves to follow Jesus and to be obedient to Him. Maybe the Holy Spirit's been encouraging you to get up a, a few hours early. Maybe He's been encouraging you to go to bed a few hours earlier. I don't know. But whatever it is, I can guarantee you the Holy Spirit's always moving in and around about our lives, encouraging us in a way that will draw us closer to Him. Because the enemy doesn't want us to draw closer to God. He's going he's gonna to want you to feel tired. He's going to want you to feel worn out. He's going to want you to, you know, think of uh, excuses to why you shouldn't spend time with God. But we need to be people that live disciplined lives and draw close to Him. You know, we need to keep our training up. And... Um, in Titus chapter 2 and verse 14, uh, we read this. It says that he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed, or in other translations, zealous to doing good deeds. Another way that we could say that is that we are absolutely sold out. There's just no other space left for anything in our lives other than to be totally sold out to Jesus, totally devoted to wanting to serve Him and do His will, totally devoted to loving Him and loving others the way that He would have us to. The last point is this, that we need to be yielded. And um, if you've been following, you'll see that, yes, it is an acronym and it spells READY. Um, anyone pick that up? Awesome. You're really on the ball today, church. You're amazing. We need to be yielded. And, and Paul said this in Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey his teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin and you have become slaves to righteous living. You know, it's so important as believers that we live a life that's yielded to Jesus. And um, I encourage you, uh, church, that I don't know what your, um, your time, your devotional time looks like, but I just believe the Holy Spirit has been stirring me even with what my devotional time looks like. And I just want to encourage us um, as believers today with Hey, where are you at with the devotion that you spend with Jesus? Where are you at with the time that you spend reading God's Word? You might listen to God's Word. You might pray God's Word. I don't know how it works for you. But friend, can I encourage you today that whatever that looks like to press in a little bit deeper. Because I believe Jesus wants us to get a hold of something. He wants us to, to go to another level in Him and to have lives that are just yielded and ready for what He wants to do in our day. Because... The more and more I look around, 
the more and more I see chaos. The more and more I, I look at the news, the more things that I see that seem to be going pear-shaped. And I just believe that we need to be people that are keeping our eyes on Jesus. There's so much that's going on in this world. and There's so much that can cause us to be distracted. But we're instructed to keep looking unto Jesus. Do you know why? Because he's the author and he's the finisher. He's the, he's the beginning and he's the end. You know, if there's two books of the Bible that, that the enemy doesn't want you to get acquainted with, it's Genesis and it's Revelation. Do you know why that is? Because it's the beginning and that's where Satan got revealed and that's where he started all his trickery and mastery and lies and, and everything got, you know, set on a course. And then there's the book of Revelation where Jesus comes back again and sets things right and crushes his head. And, you know, we need to get the Word of God into our lives. We need to be people that are yielded to all that God has for us. I just want to finish this morning, and I'd just like to encourage the musicians to come back to the platform, if that's okay. Um, and this is a quote from Eugene H. Peterson, and he said, Christians don't simply learn or study or use Scripture. We assimilate it. We take it into our, our lives in such a way that it gets metabolized in acts of love, cups of cold water, missions into all the world, healing and evangelism and justice in Jesus' name. Hands raised in adoration of the Father, feet washed in company with the Son. If there's one thing that Jesus wants us to get a hold of, he wants us to get a hold of his heart to reach the lost. He wants us to get a hold of his desire for us to be people that live lives that are ready, lives that are available, lives that, that, that are, are, are expectant for Christ's return. Jesus is going to come back to this earth one day. Mark my words. And I pray that as his people, that we are people that are ready and we are expectant for that time when it comes. And I, I just trust that, you know, um, that we are people that are prepared to count the costs and what it is to live for Jesus. Amen. I'm going to pray this morning. And um, as I pray, I just want to encourage people in this place. Perhaps, you know, you've been through a, a few trials. Perhaps there's been things in your life that, that have caused you to maybe, you know, dampen off your faith, maybe take your foot off a bit. Or maybe you've been in a place where, where you're like, well, I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to see how everything goes. And I don't know about this Jesus stuff. I might, I might make a decision about that someday. Friend, can I encourage you to allow that someday to be today? That there's no better day to accept Jesus than the day you should think you should do it. Don't put, don't put that decision off. It's not a decision that you want to put off. It's a decision that you want to say, yes, Jesus, today I want to be sure that if you come back again, when you come back, not if, when you come back again, that I am ready and I am yours and I belong to you. So we're going we're gonna to pray this morning and then I'm just going to give people an opportunity to respond. So Lord, we just want to thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you for your sovereign word that you gave to us, that we can trust in it, Lord God, that we can look to it. And uh, it brings, Lord, healing. It brings direction to us. It, it helps us to think the right way. 
Lord, I just pray that just as even as Jesus said that he was going to come again, that, Lord, we would live lives that are expectant, lives that are ready. You've called us to be ready for your return. And so, Lord, I pray this morning, and I just pray for for every believer in this place. And and can I encourage a believer, if you're in this place today, and uh, and you know that there's people in your world, or you're here today, and, and you're listening to this, and and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't have an assurance that if Jesus was to come back in the next five seconds that you'd go to be with Him, can I encourage you, friend, to pray a prayer with me today? You know, there's a prayer that we can pray and ask Jesus to come into our heart and to be our Lord and Savior. And I want to do that today. So I just... um, encourage you just to repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Lord, I yield and surrender my life to you. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you rose from the grave. And today I'm asking you to come into my heart, to be my Lord and Saviour, in Jesus' name. Today I choose to live for you. Amen. Amen.